What's up? Episode 3 of the Catchway Podcast. We are back. It's a new year, new president, new fight cards. And yeah, we are back. Today is Tuesday, January 24th. Today we're going to talk about Bellator 170, Chael Tito, Paul Daly. Uh, the upcoming UFC on Fox card looks pretty nice. Shevchenko in Pena. Then the next uh, UFC pay-per-view, 208, has Anderson Silva, Holly Holm. And yeah, so let me, let me turn it off to Brandon. Brandon, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good, just busy getting back into the, the swing of school and and just working and and really that's it. Super boring life. How about you? How's the how's the mailman life treating you? Oh man, it's super busy, man. <laughs> the life the life of a mailman is never uh never boring, always busy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure about that. I mean someone had to put all the mail in the boxes and it might as well be me. And so, we are we are very thankful for you. Hey man. The post office loves you as much as you love the post office. Trust me. That means a lot. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Anyway. Uh, See, so yeah, I'll kick it off uh, to Brandon. Big, you go ahead, Brandon. Big weekend, man. Big weekend. And Bellator 170. Uh, Chael Sonnen making his long-awaited uh, return. It's Tito Ortiz in his retirement fight. Um, Weird fight. Weird... Very weird, like, pro-wrestling-ish build-up. But it seems like Bellator likes doing stuff like that. The more, like, drama, I feel. Bellator loves the drama, but I feel like this fight was definitely controversial. With Tito Ortiz getting the uh, submission win. Um, a lot of people think it's fake, or that fight was fake or fixed, and I, I'm kind of on the fence. I was watching it, and I couldn't help but think, man, this fight definitely does look very fixed. Yeah. What do you think? Um, well, I, I, I guess I watched the, the whole fight. I just, you know, I saw I saw a clip online, and, I mean, the fight's only, what, two minutes or so. Yeah. And I, I, did, I can definitely see why somebody would think it's fake. Um, it looks sketchy, but I don't think it's fake. And really, it just comes down to, if, you, if you've seen Chael Sonnen fight before, he just... When he loses, it's it's just always very underwhelming, and it looks fake. Getting tapped out by Anderson Silva in the fifth round looks fake. Uh, the way the way he just shuttled up against Rashad when he was just getting pounded on looked kind of weird. Uh, the Anderson Silva rematch with the spinning back fist and just same thing where he's just on his knees, just covering up. Something about something about Chael, he's kind of when he when he senses a threat, I feel like he just kind of gives up and. And he already kind of didn't look like he was in yeah. good shape. Tito is a big guy, and he's a he's a dumb guy, but he uh, he's good. And so Tito was excellent, but yeah, I mean you do have a point. He, uh, I mean when Chael's on, Chael's on, but when he's not, it's very uh, he doesn't look good at all. I just think it's fake, just for like the whole buildup. Just like I mean, it was good acting, and like with the whole thing about Chael talking about his dad, like. Come on, man! Like it definitely looked like it was it was just staged and like put on, and like the trash talk back and forth just looked so like fake. Like it didn't seem real. It did. It didn't seem like like both guys meant what they were saying. Just to fight the grappling, like Cho had a dog arse at one point, and then got like flipped over. It just looked very like choreographed and. I feel like Bellator, though, like this is not the first fight that people was like, "Man, that was that was probably fake." 
Oh, definitely I feel not. Like Bellator is synonymous with like that kind of. I don't know. It's just very pro wrestling. Like, it's. I was starting to get on board with Bellator, man, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing now. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, with Tito, Tito's just such a weird trash talker, and he's. I mean, he's just a. He's just a dumb person. So when he talks, it does seem fake. And Chael, I love Chael, but I definitely. I mean, anytime Chael opens his mouth, it's usually just, just propaganda and and him just being, being a, a wrestling character. He he's a big wrestling pro wrestling fan, and, and that's just kind of how he, uh, how he does his trash talk. So with all with all the silly buildup, and all and and the underwhelming kind of sketchy finish, I can't. It definitely looks fake, but. I just think that's that's within their characters, really. Well, and like if you look how the finish was, he he uh, he had the back, but it wasn't like it was sloppy, and he wasn't even under the under the the chin. Like I know Tito, the big strong guy, and he can you know he can choke the life out of anyone and really crank that choke, but it, I don't know. It just didn't look it didn't look right. I mean. It, I know Chael's a pretty decent grappler and stuff, and it it just I don't know it it just looked like Chael wasn't really in it, like Chael really didn't want it maybe. And if it wasn't fake, um, what the heck? I mean, like who's Chael grappling with? Like you can't out grapple Tito Ortiz, but you want to grapple Gary Tonin and you know people like that. I don't. That's, that's I don't see what he's doing. That's Chael Sonnen. I mean, he's just. He's he's more spectacle outside of the cage than in. I mean, he he had some good performances in the UFC, but I do think he's overrated. And, and I, I love him. He's a character. He's he kind of started a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Yeah, I love but him. That's just what you get with Chael. He's his performances have never been, really been impressive. Besides besides the Anderson Silva fight, which ended, which was so underwhelming when after after embarrassing Anderson for four rounds, gets tapped out. You know. That's just the story of, of Chael's oh. career, in my opinion. I mean, he definitely has an impressive uh, career. I mean, he beat Michael Bisbing. He choked out Shogun. Looked great. He dominated Silva. You know, he beat uh, Nate Marcourt. I mean, like, he had a very, like, like a long line of, uh, of impressive victories. But he's getting older now. The Three-year layoff. Thing. You can definitely tell the difference with a lot of these guys. Before T or like during TRT, after TRT, it's like it's night and day different. And the guys that was on TRT that now are off of it, they just they simply just can't perform anymore. You know, they all seem to be past their prime. And I think it's you know it's time for for that generation just to hang it up and let these new guys have a chance to shine. Yeah, he's just he's just old. I, I'm not really interested in seeing him fight anymore. I I enjoy his talk from time to time, but. You know, I don't I don't know what Bellator is going to do with that guy. You know, coming in and, and losing his first fight, but he does have a six fight contract. He said he plans on finding out, so so we'll see. But uh, yeah, this is a big spectacle from from Bellator this week. And moving on to uh, to this Saturday's card, it's a uh, UFC on Fox. I guess it's uh, Shevchenko versus Pena in Denver. Yeah. So uh, looking at the card, it's it's not it's a uh, it's a it's a solid card. I guess it's kind of underwhelming for a Fox card, but. Uh, it's got some exciting matchups on paper on there. Oh yeah, definitely some great fights. I'm honestly more excited about this card than the, the 
two away car. Yeah, I, I can't blame you. It's uh, the Fox cars are always always pretty pretty good. They're pretty solid from top to bottom. Where the for the pay per views are usually just just you know weak up until the the main and the co main. But yeah, looking at the, yeah. looking at the Fox card, uh, the final three fights kind of kind of stick out to me. And they are it's a uh, let me find it here. It's an Andre Arlovski fighting fighting Francis Ngannou. That that should be great. And then Don Cerrone versus oh, yeah. uh, Don Cerrone versus Jorge Masvidal. Then the main event Shevchenko versus Pena. So I guess let's talk about Andre Arlovski and Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou finally getting a, a pretty high profile fight after just freaking everybody up. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been knocking people out, showing off that submission game in his last fighting against Anthony Hamilton with that nasty Kimura. That shit is pretty slick, man. I mean, this kid's still young. He's only 30. He's fighting a very, very seasoned veteran like Arlovsky. Um, He has nothing to lose here, I feel. No, Arlovsky, on the the other hand, has everything to lose. He's on a three-fight losing streak now, and a loss to a young up-and-comer could really uh, see him get cut from the UFC, I think. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm definitely excited. Francis, he just kind of... He just he just looks so impressive in all his fights. I saw I saw a a caption or, or a comment about his his fight, and and Francis said, "My life experience beats Ar- Ar- Arlovsky's UFC experience." And I think that that's just such a baller quote. Like he's just, I mean, he's fighting a, he's fighting a big step up in competition. You know, Andre, you know, he's he only fights top five guys. You know, usually so so we'll see. But it's just, it's it's very it's just refreshing to have a somewhat young uh, guy in the heavyweight division. 30, 30 oh, in heavyweight yeah. divisions like a like an eighteen year old honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's about time to have some new fresh faces. I mean the ones we have in there now have been around since early early you know the the, the early UFC days. And it, it is very nice to see these uh, these younger guys step up and and hopefully you know like they have a talent that they can compete with these guys these older guys. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm I'm definitely pulling for Francis here. I don't know. I can I don't know if I can make a pick for this, but I'm definitely pulling for Francis just to shake up the heavyweight division and and kind of kind of put some life into it because it's just it's just it's just been so bleak. The besides the top, the heavyweight, uh, they need a young guy like Francis to move up and to step up. I mean, because now like they're just like, uh. They're just reusing the same old matchups, and like it's it's time for some fresh talent, you know. Like, like Stipe was very refreshing, but we need some more guys like Stipe to step up and you know fight those top ten talents and you know move up and because it's getting very stale, and they need more more talent. Definitely, I agree. So, uh, so here's hoping that that Francis can deliver. And onto the onto the co-main event, uh, Donald Cerrone, of course, number five at welterweight now, fighting number twelve, uh, Jorge Masvidal. And this this I mean this has to be the fight of the night. Donald Cerrone always brings it, Jorge always brings it. Oh. And but both both two lightweights coming up coming up to welterweight or have been up at welterweight for a while. Uh, what do you think about this fight? I think it's a crazy fight. I mean, like it shows like Donald Cerrone just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he's a number five guy. He could have very easily said, you know what, no, I'm only going to fight the top guys right now. But instead he said, you know what, man, I want to fight anyone. I want to fight on every fight card. Give me anyone you got, you know. And uh, I think it's just 
it shows like Donald just wants to fight. He, he just wants to get that that paycheck. He don't he don't care who it is. He just wants to do it, and that's good for a young guy like Masvidal. I feel like this is the biggest here, and uh, this this does wonders for him. Yeah, for Masvidal. Man, every every fight that Donald's had, Cerrone had at, at welterweight, I've always I picked against him every time. And I, I've been I've been wrong every time, and it's it's just crazy how he keeps he keeps. And it's been wrong. so impressive. Yeah, it's it's been and, it, and like it, and he's getting better and better. It's like been you know like each performance has been better than the last. I mean, he just flatlined Matt Brown, which I don't think anyone has ever flatlined Matt Brown. I and don't think so. Confirmed. I think that's I think that was the first. I mean, the way that he. That combo that he had against Rick Story was just so impressive. Right out of the video. But Masvidal, though, he uh, he has a pretty impressive uh, uh, resume too. He had that close fight against Spencer Henderson a few fights ago. Yes. That close fight against Lorenzo Larkins. He has a few split decisions on his record, but every fight he, uh, that he's been in has been super close. Yeah, something about Masvidal. He's he's so great. I feel like. I feel like his problem is mental. He just he just doesn't bring it when it's necessary, and and it's caused him to lose a lot of split decisions. When if he would have had the copper the, the proper coaching against somebody like Benson, he definitely would have won that fight uh, easily. But it's just, it's just some, I think this some, fight. Yeah, go ahead. If this fight stays on the feet, it's very interesting because Masvidal is super good at striking. I think, but I think, I think if it both. goes to the ground, I think I think Cowboy's going to have the advantage. Like if it goes to the ground, yeah, I'm I, not sure who would have it on speed. Maybe Cowboy might have it. You know, I mean, like I'm picking Cowboy to win this fight, but I think if the fight goes to the ground, I think Cowboy's gonna probably gonna get the submission. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I'm. I really think Cerrone's better everywhere. Probably. I mean, I, I love Jorge, and I'm. I'm kind of always rooting for him. But I mean, Donald Cerrone's just been on on fire. He's he's a, a, a fight away from a title shot. So I'm probably going to go Cerrone here, but whatever happens, they're both going to get their licks in, and it, it should be just an incredible fight. You know what's crazy is Cerrone said after this fight, I think he wants to fight Robbie at, like, what, 209, I think that fight card would be that he said. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just wants to fight <laughs> all yeah, the time. He, and he, he would fight Robbie every and, single fight card. He mentioned Robbie and Damian <laughs> Lai. He's not, he's not scared of anybody, and... No. If you would have told me that 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 Cerrone could be welterweight champion two years ago, I would have, I would have slapped him in the face. But hearing it now, it's it's not yeah. it's not far fetched at all. It's very possible. It's very very possible. The welterweight uh, division has uh, it's had a resurgence. I mean, like I thought it was going to die when GSP left. Yeah, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's the best right now that it's ever been. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, so Woodley, Woodley rematching Wonder Boy, and 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 Robbie's still up there, and and just the fall of Johnny Hendricks, and and now all these lightweights coming up, it's it's interesting. So I'm excited for what's coming forward, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to to the main event, Valentina Shevchenko, number one at, at women's bantamweight right now versus number two Juliana Pena. Uh, I think this fight should be great. Shevchenko just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, she had a close fight with Nunes, but uh, but lost out, and then. And then just kind of pieced up Holly Holm for five rounds, and so now now she's fighting Pena. And I really feel like this is this is Shevchenko's fight. I think I think if she was fighting Nunez for five rounds uh, previously, then I think she would have won that fight. That fight too. I think I think just I think Shevchenko's just next up. 
Yeah, this fight is definitely for the number one contendership. I think. I think the winner of this one has to fight. Uh, you know, I think that, that like they have to fight Nunes. I mean, because who else would would possibly get the shot? But uh, this fight's very exciting. Shevchenko definitely beats at home. I think she won every round of that fight. I think. I mean, she just dominated. Her. Like she just. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. It was very shocking. Really caused really caused home to move up a weight class. Into an imaginary yeah. weight class, really. <laughs> yeah, and and Peña has always been at the top two of that division, so it's definitely interesting. Um, I have it uh, for uh, Shevchenko just because she has that strike and she's so elusive. And I think she'll pull it out. Yeah, yeah. So so that's uh, that's UC on Fox uh, in Denver. It should it should be an exciting card. And uh, and then of course after that is UFC 208 home versus Durandamy, and you know the main main event's kind of underwhelming, but I'm looking at the main card now and it's it's a it's a solid it's a solid night. Uh, so you know Holly Holm versus Duran Durandamy for the inaugural featherweight title. Then Anderson Silva versus Brunson at middleweight. Then you've got Jock Ray fighting Tim Boach, and Glover Texera Glover Texera fighting Jared Cannonier. And then uh, the final fight, which this this might be a prelim, but uh, Dustin Poirier versus Jim Miller. So, I mean, I think I think this is all great fights. Yeah, I mean, it it is a very underwhelming fight card to be a pay per view. With I mean, I think it's just the main event that like just like catches me off guard, and I'm like, what are they doing? Why? I mean, why make a a division for Cyborg? Let's be real, they made it for Cyborg. <laughs> Yeah, Why man. make one cyborg and then not have cyborg fighting in the title fight? Man, what a what a cluster! What a mess that that whole situation is, you know. I just don't understand what they're doing. Like, how can you put a a, a female that's on a two fight losing streak in a title fight for a a non existent division? I mean, have they ever had a fight at one forty five in the UFC? Maybe one, I think. I think I think they've all been catchweights with a uh, cyborg, so. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know the thought process. I don't understand it. I mean, it might be a good fight, but <clears throat> I mean, I have a hard time getting behind it just because how do you have a, a, a fighter that's coming off of, you know, of a two-fight losing streak? You know, it's, the UFC, the UFC just, uh, they think that every, every pay-per-view has to be a, has to be a title fight as if titles mean anything anymore. I mean, given that the, the biggest pay-per-views last year or Conor McGregor not fighting for a title, so I don't see what the big deal with with titles is. Just just put Holly Holm on there against somebody. I don't care about the 145 division, which is non-existent basically. But but you know, looking looking past that, I think it's a I think it's a solid card. Anderson Silva fighting is always exciting. Kind of kind of depressing nowadays. Glover takes the fighting Jared Cannonier, who Jared, I mean, Jared's last fight was just hands down getting hit and just. Still knocking the dude out is incredible. Jacare Souza, of course, and Dustin Poirier. I think it's a, I think it's a solid lineup, but it's just it's just the the main event just kind of puts a, a stink on on the whole event. It's just it's just a weird situation, you know. I mean, from a a purist fan of the sport, this is a good fight. Card. If you're a fight fan, you want to watch this fight card because there are some good fights on it. But if you if you're if you're one of those guys who just watched, you know, for Connor or for Rousey, no one's gonna you know what I mean? Like those 
those type of fans would not be watching this fight. Yeah, there's, you know, and I was, and all the the reports for the for the pay per views the last year, they kind of they came out recently, and I mean it's real clear. There's there's just there's two types of pay per views. There's the big star power one, which you know last year there's there's UFC 200, the all the Conor McGregor fight cards, and then the Ronda Rousey fight that all were all million plus. But besides that, man, there's there's no real middle class. It's it's just bottom barrel, you know, three hundred thousand pay per view buys or less. There's the you know, it's if you're not Connor, if you're not if you're not Ronda, it's just it's just there's no point of even putting together a good fight card because it's just it's just all about star That's power. That's gonna be a problem. Too. The UFC is gonna run into a big, big problem with this because Rousey might never fight again, and, and you never know about Connor. I mean, he's gonna fight again, but. You never know what's going to happen, you know, and I think they should focus on building up more of the young talent and, you know, trying to get them out there opposed to just just relying on, on one or two stars to, to keep the company afloat. I think you need to focus on the young guys, build them up, tell people why they should care about the young guys, you Definitely. know, put them, put them on the TV show, put them on the, uh, you know, like, they're the embedded and stuff. Try, try to, you know, like, make people feel like the other fighters are just, just as important as the McGregor's, as the Rousey's, as, you know, GSP was. The, the UFC's never really been good about that. The UFC has, has always loved to focus on, on one or two top stars at a time instead of trying to have ten top stars at a time. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like this is the year that they're definitely going to try, try to. You know, they're, I mean, they're the new owners. It. The new owners are are in debt. They just bought a company for four million, four billion, excuse me, billion. Yeah, and, billion. And they they're kind of they're kind of lacking on star power right now. So it'll be interesting. But if they think if they think that making you know titles up for for somebody on a two fight losing streak and and somebody that's a, a lower class bantamweight is gonna it's gonna bring them buys, then there's there's so wrong. I also have a problem with how many interim championships that they're trying to, I mean, like, they're trying to make every fight for a title. The Pettis fight and the uh, and, and the Max Holloway fight. They could have just made that main event a five-round main event. Yeah. I don't really care about interim champions. That, like, that does nothing for me, honestly, because honestly it means nothing. It means you're the fake champion, but there's still a real champion. Like, I don't even understand like what it actually means. I think they should just completely stop doing that. And if they want a fight to be five rounds, just make the fight five rounds. Like, don't try to put like all these labels on it and these interim champions, because like all that means is that there's a real champion and there's a fake champion. I agree. You know what I mean? And, and, and I get that. Nothing. And I get that they want to, you know, boost pay per view buys, but. Two six didn't do good pay per view buys. I don't. That didn't help any. So I don't see what they're not. They're not fooling anybody. They might be fooling a few people. Two six was a great card, and if you missed out on it, you missed out on it. But but the the whole idea of the belt didn't didn't change anything. You know, if it if it made if it got Max Holloway and Anthony Pettis more money, that's great. I'm all for that. But at, on the marketing side, it's just not doing anything. No, it's pointless. It's absolutely. But yeah, we uh we kind of got off on a tangent, but uh definitely definitely you know an interesting topic. <laughs> but but let's, let's talk about let's talk about the card. Let's uh let's uh let's just run down a few of the of the fights here. 
I mean, I guess I guess starting with the main event, Holly Holm versus Duran Duran. I mean, I mean Holly striking. I think her her kickboxing. I think is is, is going to be the difference here. I think her her use of distance is going to be is going to be what's going to make this fight. I think her kicks. She's very good with her kicks. She's very good with her jabs and her distance. I think she's going to be able to to outpoint her, and uh, I think she'll pull out the yeah, and to be honest, I haven't seen Duran Randomy fight. I don't even I don't know who she is. If, if, if we're being <laughs> honestly, completely honest, uh, I do know who Holly Holm is. And I feel like I would I try to like like skate fight, around the question. You know? <laughs> but so, um, I feel like it's a fight that, that Holly Holm set to win and, and she's probably gonna do it. So we're both picking home here. Co made event, Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson. Weird fight to make, but kinda kinda seemed like they're desperate just to get another name on there. So it'll be interesting to see if Anderson Silva brings any, any pay-per-view bias to it. But, but how do you feel about this fight? It depends on what Brunson shows up. I thought Brunson fought very dumb against Whitaker. I think Brunson way better than what his, his last performance uh, showed. I think this is Brunson's fight. I think this is very winnable for Silva. But I think if Brunson gets back to the basics of wrestling and just not chasing your opponent because you, you definitely, you definitely cannot chase Silva. I don't care if Silva is forty. You will, if you start to chase Silva, he's he's, he's going to put you down. I think if he fights for, uh, smart, uses his wrestling, I think this is Russell's fight to win. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of. It'll be an interesting fight, you know. Derek Brunson, young guy, you know, definitely has room to to grow, and and Anderson Silva is the opposite old guy. Uh, only has room to decline from here, and he's definitely been declining. But Derek Brunson has a lot of defensive issues, and those are the issues you don't want to have against Anderson Silva. Even even Cormier can tell you about that. You know, the light heavyweight champion, oh, yeah. who who was still getting tagged by 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 Silva in the in the, their fight. So I really I really think we'll see a, a a Silva knockout here. You know, I would not be surprised at all. He just he's got so much. You know, he'll just explode at any moment and, and hurt you and. And we'll see. You know, he's he's dwindling. I could definitely see him getting caught early, and maybe maybe getting knocked out or or coming back to to not to knock Brunson out. But I'll probably go with Silva, man. He's he's still Anderson Silva. He's he's the, he's the old crippled spider, but he's still he's still the man. He's still the spider, man. And fun fact of the day. Let's go. Uh, Silva was on a seventeen fight win streak before the Chris Weidman fight, the first Weidman. Since then, Silva has not won one fight in his last five. That's true. I mean, he he won one that got overturned. So you know, he's oh four that was against a welterweight. His last fight. Yep. So fun wow. fact of the day: it's crazy to think that Silva has not won a fight in his last depressing, five. Depressing. Depressing fact of the day. Yeah, depressing. Sorry, fans. <laughs> Sorry for your day, but uh, hey, man, it's true. See, we got a few more fights here. Uh, Jacare, number three, versus uh, Tim Boach. Kind of another kind of weird match to make. Just Tim Boach, number fourteen, versus number three. I mean, I feel like, you know, sorry, sorry, Tim Boach, but you can't can't pick against Jacare. Yeah, sorry, Tim Boach. You're about to get on board or uh, or choked. Sounds like your One dog. Sounds other. like your dog agrees with you. Yeah, my dog definitely agrees. Um, big Jacare fan. fan. <laughs> yeah. Who does? I think so. The I, <laughs> I think, I think maybe within the first round, this fight goes to the ground. I'm sorry, but you get tapped out. 
Yeah, you know, I could I could see Jacare uh, knocking him out too, but but safe safe money's on on Jacare, you know, contorting one of your one of your arms or something. Yeah. And then uh, another interesting fight. I'm actually pretty excited about this: Glover Teixeira versus Jared Cannonier. Kind of bringing up Jared Cannonier super fast against the number three guy. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know it's if you saw. Like, do you see Jared's last fight? Yeah. I, I, I forget who he was fighting, but it was such a good fight. And Jared Jared was just so mad at the guys, the guys' defensiveness and, and unwillingness to fight him that he just had his hands down and was just absorbing his punches like like he was a monster. And and it was, see one thing, he will not absorb Glover Teixeira. No, probably probably a bad idea. You have to be careful what you wish for, Jared, because Glover, honestly, <laughs> like it's hard. It's, it's hard to predict fight, but I I see a first round knockout Glover, I think Jared. Do you? I really think I really think Jared's got a lot of potential and and unless he gets, you know, knocked out early, uh I think it's kind of a win win for him, you know. Even if he loses, I'm sure he'll show some good moments, but uh, I I just I love picking and underdogs. I hope he does. Yeah, I love picking underdogs, so even though safe money's definitely on Glover, he's number three. I mean, he only loses to to the top top guys, and and Phil Davis. But uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna go with Jared Cannonier here. <laughs> it's very interesting to see how Glover's gonna come back after getting knocked dead by That's by Rumble. Thing. I don't think yeah. he's been he's not been knocked out like that, and we've seen before some fighters never really recover. Yeah, they never really come back the same after being knocked out like that. I think so Glover just woke up yesterday too, so he doesn't have a lot of time to train. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he better last, hurry up. Last fight we're going to talk good. about here is a pretty exciting lightweight fight. Uh, Dustin Poirier, after coming yeah. back from uh, his first loss at lightweight against Michael Johnson, uh, number 10 now, fighting Jim Miller, who's unranked right now. Uh, Jim, Miller, Jim Miller always brings it, though. And so does Poirier. He's so good. Jim Miller's such a veteran. He's so fun to watch. Poirier, he, his striking is so good. And, and uh, he's just so tough. He's just a tough guy. He's a gritty guy. You know, he loves the dog fights. And Miller's the same way. It's just, this fight's hard to call. Um, definitely going to be a fun one. Though. Yeah, I, I definitely I agree with the second part. I definitely think it's going to be a fun one, but I'm really leaning towards Dustin. I mean, he's done some good work at lightweight, you know. Uh, Michael Johnson is a, is a top five lightweight, in my opinion, and so there's no shame in losing to that guy. Yeah. I really see Poirier picking, picking Jim Miller apart on the feet early and probably getting a, a first or second round uh, knockout here. Yeah, probably so. Say plus, I mean, like, Miller's really, really good on the ground. He's very tricky. Um, but I think Dustin is... I think he's good enough and smart enough to avoid that, and I think his boxing should be able to to get him out of some tricky situations, and I think he should probably get the TKO. Yeah. Yeah, so on paper, this is a decent card, uh... Looks like we're about at, about at 30 minutes here, so I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening if you did. And if you did, which you probably didn't, you're probably not listening to this, but if you did, feel free to give us a comment on SoundCloud or like it or share it or, or review on iTunes or, or whatever. Give us some feedback. It'd definitely be appreciated. We have fun doing this. Would uh, would like to, you know, go somewhere with it. So, so thank you guys for listening. Brandon? Uh, yeah, and thank you guys, and be on the lookout for the Catchweight Podcast t-shirts that will be sold exclusively <laughs> on the catchweightpodcast.com. Keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we really appreciate it. All right.